Welcome back to episode 14 of the 643 Podcast, presented by Thirsty Goat Entertainment. My name is Taylor Shaw, and oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And this man here, he goes by the name of Blakey Biceps, and his arms are so big, he can't even turn to wipe his own ass. Yo. Then we got my man, Ethan Turner. He throws two seams, and he plays with your heartstrings. You don't have to pull the trigger anymore. Are they back? Yeah. They're not back, You or me. Well, you might want to, <laughs> but uh, after what we said last week, we'll get into this later. True. But, uh, Just a little preview of how you're feeling, though. Better. Better. I see better. a little bit Besides of Besides your sniffles. Better. Besides the sniffles. <laughs> Besides your sniffles. <laughs> Pre-Rona. Uh, <laughs> well, let's go ahead and start here because it is a very negative point. Um, but not like Rona related. <laughs> we or always whatnot, start but, off negative as shit. <laughs> but it'd be um, wrong to not acknowledge it. Just want to shout out Mike Soroka of the Atlanta Braves. Uh, ruptured, is that correct? Would it be the correct terminology? Yes. Ruptured his Achilles tendon in the 60 game season. He is done and he will be rehabbing that for the extendable future. He's probably going to miss part of next year, too. You know the shittiest part about I would the whole say thing that's is, accurate because it's usually like a year recovery. Achilles are a year plus, no doubt. Doing the eat when I've seen the video of that like immediately I'm like fucking Achilles. Yeah, it was. And rough. it was the foot he was pushing off of too. Rough. So he's, yeah, yeah, his right leg. He's fucked. It's his push foot. Yeah, yeah. And uh, today just so happens to be his birthday too. I did see really. That. Yeah. yeah, he turned 24 today, and he ruptured it last night. Yeah, shitty as fuck, dude. And see, that's what sucks about doing this type of season right shit like this yeah it's I can't like really blame us on the season though no 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 i'm not, I'm not really saying oh, that. i'm saying it, like mentally you're like what if i just opted right. out oh true no i get you you know what i mean like what yep. if i just didn't do it but i mean that's one of those things that that could have happened right game 151 or game two you know it's just it definitely a freak injury that's all there is to say about it yeah it you don't just fucking rupture achilles for the hell of it it sucks. It sucks to see. Um, Especially a young talent like him. Yeah. It, with how young he is. Which yeah. is which is kind of good. It's just good. Yeah. It's not going to be career ending. No. Hopefully. You know, some people, him being as young, he has a better chance at coming back and recovering. And we definitely want to see that. And honestly, he probably benefits being a pitcher too. I know it's his push foot, but you're still not running your ass off all the time. So True. And with pitching – just in general, how they work out and how they prepare for seasons anyways. Yeah. Pretty easy on on the lower half of the body. I'm not a medical expert, but I'm pretty confident that when people rupture Achilles, the timetable returns a while, but once you're back, usually you're pretty good. I mean... It's not like an ACL, I think, where it can just fuck your whole career. One of the top goats of the NBA did it, right? Yeah. Kobe yeah. came back. Yeah, Kobe he came back. And he came back, I'd say... Fairly fine. Yeah. He wasn't like Kobe Kobe, but like... My age was getting to it. Yeah, he was also aged as well. And so, I mean, you know, just slip into Mamba mentality. Absolutely. You know what I mean? I mean, (laughs) just slip into that and you you come back. Now, uh, from a team standpoint here, the Atlanta Braves, Fulton Navich got DFA'd, just shit show. Um, Now they lose Soroka. What do you what do you think about them? Well, I didn't realize this either, so I did some research for this. They haven't even had Cole Hamels all year. He's out with a tricep injury with no timetable to return. Yeah, I was gonna say, is he he has no They have no yeah, idea clue. if he can even pitch. That rotation. Yeah, uh, they're they're three yeah. so 
So listen to this. So, so they went from having one of the top Soroka. five. I had predicted them when we went live. I said they were going to be top rotation. Like Ace and Soroka. Yep. Fulty probably going to have a good year. Ma- Cole Hamill's going to. They still have Max Freed. Yeah, I remember you talking Freed. about Cole Hamill saying, you know, if you yeah. get him a yoga room, he's going to like <laughs> go right. off, right? I mean, that was maybe some tongue in cheek, but right. I think you had some actual points there where like maybe this was like a resurrection opportunity for him. And right. now you go from three really good pitchers to, I mean, who the, who are they putting out there right now? <laughs> well, aside from Max Freed, who now will be there. It's no worse than the Boston Red Sox, but... Ah, yeah, it is. <laughs> well, we don't know yet, but just from experience, yes. So, they got Max Freed, who's also very young, but he'll be their top dog now. Well, three of their other top five pitchers are Wright, Toussaint, if I'm pr- pronouncing Toussaint? it correctly. I think I've heard of Toussaint. And Wilson... They're three of Atlanta's top five now. They've made a whopping 17 combined starts at the MLB level. Yeah, I watched wow. the right kid. So the other that day. is about the Red Sox yeah, level. They have yeah. no experience. The right kid, he uh, pitched the other day. I was watching it uh, playing the Mets. Got into a lot of trouble, but also worked out of a lot of trouble. So he's got stuff. That kid, he's going to be. So maybe it's some not a promising bad, stuff. Yeah, it's not like they're completely screwed. They've got some arms, but it's not. You know what they started with, and then also they got Sean Newcomb, but he's yeah. got rocked his first two starts. He's got experience, but and he can get it together. I mean, he's good, but he just hasn't been. He's gonna have to be. Thank good God they have an offense. I'll just say that. Yeah, and right. It's good they started off seven and four in the first eleven games because it might get a little rocky. Well, the East. The good thing about the two is they're played in the East, and the East is so far fucking up and down. You don't right. know what's going on. Now, so get away from the Braves a little bit, and to stick on the Soroka injury. Do you think this is a byproduct, and do you think we see more of some of these injuries due to the like fast ramp up time during that? You know, we had the second summer camp or second spring training or whatever you want to call it. Was everything rushed? You know, are these guys at a vulnerable vulnerable spot with their health in terms of injuries? I say yes and no. In this aspect, no, because I like I said, Achilles freak accident, but also it. You're going to see more injuries among pitchers than you will. It all just thing. like – it was all the mentality of the offseason to me. Like you see guys like Trevor Bauer. I've kept up with him all offseason. The guy right. was putting in work regardless, even though he wanted to keep going, even though if there wasn't going to be a season or not. That's why he's throwing 100-pitch games because I mean, so it's ready. You know – Kind of depends. I do say like some guys – don't like to do that. You know, some of the guys like their off season. They take you know some time off and stuff. But it's kind of. I think it's both, in a way. Like yes, it kind of sucked that they had to get going within like two weeks. But at the same time, you should have stayed ready. Well, it won't be but come as out. far as that that Achilles thing, like that's nothing you can prepare for. True, you can't sit you there can't and really like train. You can't train your Achilles to not rupture. Right. So, but just. You know, you see some of these like shoulder injuries and like from throwing and you know arm injuries. That stuff I think could have been avoided. But this, yeah, and also you know MLB told players be ready at the drop of a hat. So yeah. they should have been ready. So I don't know. In a perfect storm, it shouldn't have affected it, but I'm sure somehow or another it does. Yeah, and I I think you're right, Blake and Ethan. You hit on it too. I think the upper body injuries are maybe more of a byproduct of that that we're seeing. Yeah. Right. Like the the random, you know, scratches that we're seeing, like shoulder tightness or forearm tightness or 
some like that nature of stuff I, I do think it's a byproduct of the fast ramp up period but yeah i mean soroka uh, i i don't i don't know i was it his time i guess right i mean is all you can really say yeah which sucks to say it but like suck. it i guess it was like in the stars for some reason right uh because you don't it's just like one of those injuries, man. Like it we'll shit just say, happens. And I had said I, pre- I think me and Ethan predicted this, which is the opposite of how it normally works. But with this quick ramp up time to start the season, I think it's pretty obvious pitchers have had the upper hand by far. I feel like a lot of starting pitchers are. Yeah, you're seeing. I've seen a lot of a lot of strikeouts. Yeah, you see um, double digit strikeout games all the time. Yeah, um, I think you're really talented pitchers. Have the upper hand right now. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like the you're guys like who your top are, two, top three guys in the rotation. Your right? guys who are established have the upper hand right yes now. Yes and no, because the Cubs rotation really, I don't think has really any top end guys, and they have the lowest ERA in baseball. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I guess we're seeing it from very different perspectives. Right. <laughs> I'm just looking at like Alec Mills, who our number five starter, and the dude threw seven shutout innings last night against his yeah. former team, and his curveball clocks in at like 78 mile an hour. Like, off-speed's got these hitters' timing so fucked up right now. Right. But, uh, you know, speaking of Soroka and the Braves and kind of what their uh, future in the season here holds, um, Ethan, I think you hinted on it. You said, good thing they play in the NL East. Yeah. And I would agree because do we officially have the Mets metting? Uh Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are, are they already metting? We have one hundred percent confirmed that. Well, we this, didn't, but Jonas did. That might be the most met thing that I've seen in my lifetime. That's pretty metty. Well, just to back up on it a little bit, when they first said they couldn't find him, a lot of people were laughing. And, oh, yeah, let, let, let's tip, let's tip, backtrack here. Yeah. So, <laughs> give them give them a rundown of what happened okay, first. So, who are they playing? They're playing the Braves in Atlanta. Okay, yeah, they're in, in Atlanta. Atlanta. They're on the road in. Jonas Cespedes doesn't show up the field, and they're like, "First thing that I thought of, it's Atlanta. Like, dude went to a strip club. Magic City <laughs> got, got sure. another one. <laughs> so but. he doesn't show up at the ballpark. They send security to go look for him. Honestly, me, just because I grew up when this happened, I kind of thought the worst. I grew up when like Daryl Kyle that incident happened. Yeah. So the I don't know if anybody right. knows, but Daryl Kyle pitched for the Cardinals. Cubs and Cardinals supposed to play. Literally, the ballpark's completely packed with fans ready for a Saturday afternoon game. I think it was Saturday. For an afternoon day game, and all of a sudden, they come out, and the Cubs – I can't remember who made the announcement, but he starts cracking up crying, and he's like, there, there won't be a game today. And that's all they said. And you're like, what the, what the fuck's going on? And then you find out Daryl Kyle died. So – that was one of the few instances where a guy didn't show up to the ballpark, and immediately I thought that. So everybody's trolling him on Facebook, and I'm thinking, oh, fuck. Like, Shit. You, you, you might want to wait. You know, yeah. We don't know because they He's couldn't in trouble. get him. Well, then lo and behold, the security goes to his hotel room, and he unpacked his shit up and left. Didn't tell a soul. And at that point, they had no communication with him or his agent, right. correct? Well, and it wasn't until mid-game his age, he didn't even tell Correct. him. Yeah, his agent calls him and says, "Oh yeah, by the way, he's opting out." Yeah, it was mid game. The agent called Mets GM Brody Van Wagner and told him he's opting out. Yes, mid game. That's like the most met thing. And ever. it's just I, it's so met on both sides. Can I say something? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Like, 
that's something like not. It's kind of the Mets' fault because they gave him all kinds of money, like for no fucking reason, because he's really not that good. And he hasn't played since what twenty seven. He was out all season, like last year, year and a half, two years out of the game. So that. That right there is the Met, like, Metting. Right. Like that. Just giving him a contract. contract. (laughs) But. You think they'll defer it for 40 years? uh, They might. But (laughs) I have, like, one thing to say, and that's, fuck you, Jonas. Like, that's the shittiest fucking thing you could ever do to a team. Yeah, you you know, you've asked us before, Taylor, like, you know, about, you're not really asking us, but we've, we've said from the start, you don't shit on anybody for opting out. Aside from this scenario. The way he did it. Yeah. The way he did the it. The worst fucking thing I don't, ever. I'm not mad that he opted out. It's the way that he opted out. You don't yeah. fucking... It's literally like... It's like that's get, like me not going into fucking work and then my boss call me like four times and then I'll be like, answer the phone like a fucking 3.30 and be like, oh yeah, by the way, I'm not... I quit. Fuck it. Oh yeah, I got a new job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if that happened on like our level, fuck. Or you're like getting yeah, ma- you're like getting married and you tell your groomsmen like, hey, I know shit's going on. If you can't make it, just let me know. No, no, man, we'll be there. You, you go to fucking get married and he doesn't show up. Like, what yeah, the fuck? Tough. Yeah, what well, the way he did it, obviously, like that. It's going to affect him getting signed elsewhere. I it, think so. I think it hurts a lot. How it, long do they have him still? Hell, they gave him a pretty good contract. So I, he's back next year, regardless. Uh, let me look it up. I'll fact check. I don't he, know because if, if he returns to the mess next season, don't you think that would really? It's definitely hurt, throws off hurt their relationship. Yeah, and and yeah, I, I think it, we should say it again. If you want to opt out, opt out by all means. But it could have happened before the game. They could have totally had all, that conversation yeah, before the game. Yeah, all this tells me and, is that Jonas Cespedes is a coward. And the Mets, you know, ownership or GM, I'm assuming, would have been like, hey, you know. It is what it is. That's that's okay. Thanks for telling us. Yeah. But it's it's just so – it's the Mets. It couldn't, like, happen. It's it like, could, it couldn't happen to a better team. It, it, when when you hear who it was, you're like, oh, well. It's it's the Mets. Yeah. It, it, the, the of Mets course met. this is happening. Right. Of course. But, uh, yeah, I mean, anything on that years of the contract there? I'm, I want to say he got a good chunk of money, but I don't know for how many years. He signed a four-year deal in 2016, so he's done okay. at the Mets. Yeah, he's okay, done. He's not going Damn, back. Damn, they gave him $110 million. $110 million. How, many, how much baseball? That's like a Homer Bailey contract. Because hey, he hasn't played a lot of no, that contract. No, he didn't play any more than Homer did. Yeah. He missed the entire 2019 season and half like 18. So he played maybe 200 games. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It, he was so promising. He really oh, was. Yeah, well, he was like the first like big Cuban player to come to the U.S. and play baseball. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's definitely disappointing. Um, he was in the home run derby. Fucking raked. I hope. Uh, I just remember him in Oakland. That ball like dribbled into the corner in left field. And he just picks it up and chucks the fuck right. out of oh, him. Yeah. Like at that point, I was like, "Oh, the suspicious kids." You know, I like him. Yeah. And then he just started doing Jonas shit, and I was like, "You know what? I don't <laughs> like this guy anymore." The, the Mets got Jonas. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, if, but if there's a they, franchise, it's going to do it. They went out and got their savior to replace Tim Cespedes. Tebow. the Mets traded so they're definitely metting like that that they're just on a down spiral of Uh just they traded something recently yeah this was like right after the the announcement that he opted out it also called across the screen that they traded to the Giants for Billy Hamilton oh so (laughs) that's that's the replacement who hasn't been in the league 
No, he has. He's, he's been no, in no, the no, league. No. He's just not talent-wise. Yeah, oh, he's like, just terrible. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been there. <laughs> he's been trying to steal first base his whole career because he can't make contact with a fucking baseball. <laughs> oh, hey, this is not a Billy Hamilton uh, like shit talking session here. Okay, I don't dislike Billy as a person. He's just a <laughs> no, I was just shit talking the Mets for being stupid to go fucking get him. That is funny. Uh, well, so. I feel like we're gonna backtrack a little here, which maybe that was a fault of me putting this uh, list together. But um, I love backtracking. I want to. We're gonna hit a little Shohei Otani news here, right? Because all the all the hype was was Shohei. He got injured, unfortunately. Again. Like, well, I'm going back. Oh, like back. Okay. Where he got injured the first time, and they're like, you know, when this kid comes back, he's gonna be great. Um, he comes back and this was like the first year and you know, he hit that home run couple was it a week ago maybe and everybody yeah. was yeah, kind of like well, just a few yep. days ago. Yeah, it was over the weekend. And everybody was like, Oh shit, so like, he's back. He's back. Right. Like uh, I don't know how well he's been pitching or whatnot. That was his but, first or that was only his second start since twenty eighteen. Yeah. But um, And he looked like shit in his first start. And it, this one was promising. He only threw I'm trying to remember when he come out for that start. He only threw eight pitches and was hit 97 mile an hour. And oh, then... Lots of there. Yeah. And th- well, here's the thing. And this is where Joe Madden fucking failed. Like, miserably. Like, this is some Dusty Baker type Bush League bullshit. So, to start with, we all know Tony threw 42 pitches in an inning. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's insane. And you want me to shock you even more? His velocity towards the end of that inning... Uh, his fastball dropped down to 89 mile an hour before Ooh, he was pulled He lost out. almost 10 mile an hour off his fastball. Yeah. That's tough. If that doesn't tell you something's wrong, you're a fucking idiot. Well, the the fact of the matter is, and this is what I kind of want to get into, you know, not really going back on like an injury story, but I want to go to, a, is this what Shohei Otani is going to be? Is he going to be that guy who came over from another professional baseball league and just could not be available because you see that you see dudes come into leagues in all sports right and one of the things they're great but availability is part of your talent well think about is this going to be his his bat's still available (laughs) yeah is it yeah they've already said he can he's he's day to day yeah but i'm 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 talking future here oh well like speculate like i I honestly i think maybe his I think career. that's his own. I think that's his only chance now. I don't think the, the, anybody will take a chance on him throwing. So is that like Shohei Otani mystique, like done because he was supposed to be the pitcher? I don't think he's guy, a two-way right? player anymore. I think he's. I think his offense. pitching career is pretty much done. Yeah. If he wants to make it the rest of the way in MLB, he's going to have to be a DH. Do you? Or can he play anywhere? Field. Yeah, like, he play, he play first they can base, put him at yeah. first base after Pujols retires, maybe. And he but, right. too. I mean, I don't, but no, he's, not, he's a good athlete. Dude's huge, man. But with his arm being that messed up, I'm not putting him in the outfield. No. No. I don't think he can. So you put him somewhere where he's not going to have to make throws and first base will They're be They're just – well, with him hurt, they said he's only going to DH. Well, right. So. But I'm just saying for the future. When she's off the mound for four to six weeks and they said he can he I mean, can I hope hit. I hope he can come back and continue to pitch because – the guy's got a lot of talent, and it would oh, be, absolutely. It would just be a shame for that just to I mean, go you down see the how drain. high people get. When he hit that home run the other day, it was all over the internet. Oh, shit, I mean, show he's back. It's definitely cool to see. Like He's the, got everybody in his corner. I you want to see like that pitcher-hitter like combo again yeah. in, in modern baseball. Um, 
but I just don't, I don't think it's possible anymore. I don't think you can put your body through that and not be like a literal pitching, like not with where pitching is today. You know what I mean? Don't be sleeping. Don't be sleeping on my, uh, my Louisville, former Louisville Cardinal, Brendan McKay. He's still doing it for the Rays. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he hasn't pitched a whole lot, but, or hit a whole lot really, but he's been good. Well, I mean, do you, do you think without like the pitching combo, is he still like superstar quality? I don't think he's worth the contract he got, but he, I mean, he's he's still good. Give me a level of player for who? Shohei. Where he where, is where, right now? Where do you see? He's like, just so it's so sample. Where sense. do I see his like career going? Yeah. Because I really don't like. I don't know. It's tough. I'll have to think about it for a second. I don't know. Like, it, I mean, he, he is. He's a career two eighty one hitter. He's he has not, to be. He has to hit damn near like he's that not gonna, level for the rest of his. He's career not going to be, be a hall of famer. Well, no, like I highly doubt that. But honestly, I I pulled his stats up. He's been hurt a lot, but not really as much as I thought. He's played more than Aaron Judge in the last few years. He may play. Yeah, that's funny. In twenty eighteen, his debut season, he may he played one hundred and four games, and then he played one hundred and six and nineteen. So he's played over a hundred games two years in a row. If I had like he just level wise, well, I can't really say that because he had like a hell of a career. But like, I think where this player is right now, that's I think Shohei's ceiling, and like Ryan Braun ish. Okay. I don't even know if he's that good. Actually, you know what? I'm, I just realized it. You know, he's only twenty three years old. Yeah, he's really young. He's, he's got a lot of time. So he's got time. Realize, he's he, got time. He's got a WAR of five point nine. He's had seven hundred thirty seven at bats, two hundred seven hits with forty two home runs and a two eighty one average. I guess. I guess. I think I like the Ryan Brown comparison. I'll give him a star level. I don't think he'll ever reach superstar. No. I so I'll put him on that star level, like. Like a Ryan Braun, or, or even, uh, maybe even like a Kyle Schwarber, like some somebody 30, that's in between thirty to forty home runs for a few seasons. You know? And I, I want him to do well. Like, oh yeah, I, I love I, guys who come over here from other leagues and prove themselves. So I, I want him yeah. to do well. But I like Japanese players in general. It's just so difficult. I, I don't know. I don't. I we don't know if he can stay available, and it just sucks to see. Yeah, I agree. But I, I hope he does. I really do. It's good for baseball. I think for his career and for the angels they need to sit down and be like hey what direction do you want to go in because i don't think we can go both like it's got to be one or the other and because you tell if us he's taking his bat do. out of the lineup because of his pitching woes I, pff, scrap it i think i'd rather have his bat in the lineup and not have the fucking risk yes yeah but yeah it's especially it's when you got joe madden at the helm leaving him out for 40 and not pitches. that we need to look it up but we're all pretty confident they got a lot of money tied up in him right oh yeah so i mean you have to it get was a bidding more to get in you have to get every penny like out of him yep. that you can and so now at that at this point just shut the arm down just shut it down. I think you have to shut it down for the, this season. This for sure. season, for sure. Absolutely. There's, yeah. there's no chance you're going to throw him again the rest yeah. of the year. No. And you, you you go into next year and you figure it out. Can he do it? And if not, okay. I say you fine. give him five, six starts in spring training, and if he hasn't had it figured out, I think you shut him down. Yeah. But it's tough. I mean, it's tough to see. I, I hope he can he can mold himself in another way. 
uh, to be successful for that team as a DH or first baseman or, or yeah. well, something. You know, I forgot. I looked. At, I did look his contract up. I forgot they're paying him like league minimum almost. Really? Yeah, the Angels signed Otani for six hundred fifty thousand dollars because he was an international. Inter- they, they have a cap. I yeah, think. you have a limit of what you can spend. Yeah. Gotcha. So he planned on coming, playing a few years, and then get upwards to two hundred million dollar right. contract, which that's starting to look less and less likely. Yeah. Well, then if I'm him. Me personally, and I'm trying to get that max deal. You got to figure it out. I just start hitting. I yep. still think he's a hundred million dollar player. I mean, in today's, you know, contracts, I definitely. I mean, we just heard Cespedes signed four year, hundred ten. Yeah. If he's getting that, Otani's definitely. Because I definitely don't see him being a Garrett Cole or a Strasburg or mm-hmm. one of those upper echelon pitchers, and those are the only guys that making the money. So get your back going if you want to get paid. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Absolutely. Just start hitting, kid. Just start dropping bombs. Stay hot, Rocky. <laughs> uh, well, hey. And uh, if you hear this podcast show, hey, and you take our advice, <laughs> and you do make a lot of money, just give a know, shout out. We'll, we'll take a maybe a dollar here, dollar and, there. here and there. You know. <laughs> hey, did you see who Joey Votto's totally fucking off topic, but we got the Reds game going on over here. Did you see who Joey Votto tied with in last war? night? Yeah. For what? For war, career war. Career uh, I didn't war. see the career war one. He's tied with Mark McGuire. Damn! Really? Yeah, I did you see. Know that's he, super surprising. Go ahead. He tied. Uh, he reached third, a tie for third all time in Reds home runs, and he was like sixth in RBI last night. He jumped over. The, so he's climbing up the board. Yeah, and to give you an idea of how good Mike Trout is, let me pull the Mike Trout. Up. Yeah, I'm going. I'm, like I said, I'm going a little crazy here. Oh, you're giving. So Votto tied Mark McGuire <laughs> with a career WAR of sixty-two point two. Yep. Mike Trout's 28 years old. He has a already has a career war of 73. That's how Yikes. fucking elite he That's is. That's insane. 28 years old, and he's already better, arguably, than Mark McGuire was in his entire career. And Joey Bottom. What helps them two out? to think about. Well, yeah. Before we get, I don't want to get too far off topic, but what helps those two guys out for career war stats is that they play on, they're pretty much the talent. Yeah. For a while there, Mike Trout was like, it for the Angels and definitely. then for a while Joey Votto was it for so when those guys are out of the lineup you know it definitely boosts that stat a little bit Agreed. I would definitely agree with that because I mean the Angels have been relevant <laughs> they've been somewhat decent in the past like three years yeah but like when he first came up I mean <laughs> they were dog ass I mean I mean they never made it to the playoffs so let's put it that yeah, way yeah they never made the playoffs in his what eight yeah year he, he made his debut in 11 so nine years. Holy now. shit! They made the wow. playoffs in 2010. That's the last year. That yeah. Made. So they've been a whole decade with a playoff drought. Right. Whew. That's what's cool about baseball, man. You can have the best player in the league, and that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> that every, doesn't mean every, anything. Basically, any other sport, if you have the superstar, you're going to be talented and make playoffs. Baseball, not the case. Yeah, and that's why we love it. Ultimate, ultimate team game, right? Yeah, I agree. Sure, but it's also kind of weird because. It's also a very personal game. Yeah. Like pitchers. It's a very personal matchup with yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And hitting. Like you're up there by yourself, right? But it all comes together as a team game. So it's it's beautiful, boys. It's a beautiful game. Um, Speaking of the beautiful game and hoping to be able to keep playing it, uh, Cardinals. Good job, dude. Yeah. Again, second second straight week, I have to say, good job, dude. 
figure it the fuck out. If I needed another reason to hate the Cardinals, <laughs> they gave it to me. So um, basically what we're saying here is uh, the Cardinals are another team who have 13 positive COVID-19 cases. And this was neither confirmed or denied, but the rumor was that they were spotted out at a casino. Yeah. And listen, if you were to follow me on social media and Facebook and Twitter, you might see me at like gatherings. I'm not going to casinos, but I might be at restaurants. I might be at uh, campgrounds. I might be, you know, at weddings. I've been at a wedding this summer. Yeah. Uh, But listen, I'm not a major league baseball player. Right. I don't have the whole uh, league being played on my shoulders. And that's kind of the difference here is your actions and your team's actions can not only affect your team, but everybody else. It can shut the whole league down. And all yeah. that money. So, you like, just what are bitched, you doing? And all the money you just negotiated and bitched about that you weren't making. There goes that. Yeah. You done <laughs> fucked it. Because if you're not playing baseball, you're not getting paid. I mean, Jesus. And and like I said, you know, well, I, I do want to say it again. Not confirmed or denied about the casino thing. But if we're talking, if that is any way true, just like, why? I think it's 100% sure that they did go to a casino, but they, you know, they can't trace it to where that's where it started. Right. What's crazy about this is when we first talked about the season starting up, we were all like... Oh, I don't think any of these players are going to go out and do anything fucking stupid. I know. And then, <laughs> and thought, then here we are. I, I really did. I, I thought they'd all be like taking it. And I thought that since some of the coaches and the coaching staff's a little older, yeah. they'd be like, hey, listen, guys, let's make sure we're protecting yeah. those yeah, guys. Yeah, and six of the 13 are staff members. Yeah. Yeah. So you got, like, teams, you got teams like the man. Cardinals that are and the Marlins out here just doing this stupid shit. And the Marlins and then, is confirmed. Yeah. They were out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking idiots. Like, I, we we haven't even updated that. The Marlins confirmed being stupid, going yeah. out. Yeah. Well, then, like, the Reds have had a couple players, like, self-report, like, symptoms. Symptoms. Same as Cubs. And go get tested and, like, come back negative. Like, you see teams like that, like, taking it more serious. Right. And they're like, okay, cool. Like, they're doing the right thing. And then. Well, if you notice, like, you watch the Cubs games. I think it's I think it's what I heard. The Cubs are the only team in baseball that hasn't had a case at all, even back during the practices and all right, that. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's because you watch them; they completely stay away from each other. That well, I guess you could tech, you could throw the Reds in there because the Matt Davidson thing. Well, that that was before the season started, but I'm even talking oh. pre like at all. Oh, really? Even okay. when the yeah, they haven't even had a guy in like Iowa. back to spring yeah, training. Even, they, their whole sixty man roster, even the guys in Iowa, they haven't got it. That's cool. Yeah. They're like being super strict. I found I was watching the game the other night, and because I was Matt Davidson for the Reds tested positive, and Correct. then he got shut down. And come to find out, it was a false positive, so he didn't even really have COVID. So you got. I think you're gonna see. I'm not saying like all those tests are true. Those big numbers. I don't think you're gonna have 13 players test positive. You might. Hell, I don't know. Marlins I have no 17. idea. So, but, yeah, I you mean, know, there's a – but just fucking stay home. It's 60 games. You I know, know. Once the season's what done – it, three months? Yeah. It, sit the fuck home. Who cares? And then in September, October – Go do whatever the fuck you want to yeah. do. I don't go. care if you get COVID then. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whatever you want to do, dude. But just like if you if you agreed to the season, just follow the rules. Like if my job and my salary and my pay depended on me staying Depending home, on it. 
Like exactly, I would stay home. Like it, yep. it, you know me. I mean, I'm sitting here telling these motherfuckers to stay home, and then people are going to be like, "Well, you know, if you're going to tell them to stay home, you should do the same thing." It's different. It's different because my like my job's not on the line. Like exactly. I understand people's health is on the line, and you know, there's precautions you can take if you want to go out and do stuff. But you know, you're not affecting an entire league. An entire league. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not infecting my entire like company. Company exactly. So it's different. Yeah. It, well, but, did you see what MLB did? So prior to the Cardinals casino fiasco, correct? It was told that they were strongly encouraged to not do that shit, and now it's they've done made it a rule. You're not allowed right. to go out and do. It that went shit. from a strong recommendation yeah, to, to not to <laughs> now. Not. Hey, you cannot. If we find out you do, you're out. Which I should. And not like have we said been. last week, I think you know if. You're only seeing one or two teams pop up with cases like, I don't give a shit. Shut them down. Correct. Yes. Don't shut the whole league down. No. And I, I, the thing that fucking confuses me is either one, the media is fucking ignorant, or two, Manfred's got one fucking foot in the fire and one out, and he's feeding everybody a line of shit, which honestly is probably a little bit of both, because one minute you got Passan and everybody else tweeting, oh yeah, Manfred's meeting with... Owners today to discuss shutting the league down. Three fucking hours later, Manfred said, "No matter what, we will we will get through the season." Yeah, so that was like, very odd. Yeah, it's so contradicting. Like, what's like? What's, there was the tweet that came out and was like, "Hey, you know, networks have already been notified to to start scheduling." Yeah, we other were talking programming. on Sunday or it was Friday, and I said, "Hey, boys, enjoy, <laughs> enjoy baseball the this weekend because weekend, this might be the last we we'll see of it." And then by Sunday, they're like, "Oh yeah, there's no way baseball." No chance. Out. And I'm like, are, are "These reporters, do they just tweet shit just to get?" clicks or what because it just makes no sense it could have been one of those things where manfred was like i'm gonna shut this shit down and the owner's like no no the fuck you're not because we need our money (laughs) that's true it was just i don't know we know those owners are greedy assholes yeah those three to four days were just all over the place like one minute we think there's no way we're gonna have baseball the next is hey there's baseball no matter what if we're gonna shut teams down we're shutting teams down yeah i just it's three months guys i just just be smart and and you know what's sad is I just said it's three months guys and that would like indicate that I'm talking to the whole league and that's what's sad it's not the whole league right it's a couple Uh-oh. teams he Uh-oh, just did it again live. baby Castellanos says fucking hot six we, home runs we, in his last seven we had a games live home run call what did off, I say before the season off Shane Bieber yeah. I said, I said Nick Cassiano's going to lead the league at home runs dude he's hunting remember, for that triple crown I told you all that today you, remember when you said that and. I threw out a uh, dark horse, dark dark horse and LMVP. Yeah. Hey. Hey, but he's actually higher. The guy that leads the league has only had like ten at bats because I think that's all you have to have to fucking qualify right now. <laughs> right. For average, you don't. Yeah. yeah. And he's well, batting like seven hundred something. Said he was three eighty two. Yeah, which is like it was fourth in the. I looked, it was fourth in the National League this morning. He was f- tied for first in home runs. Now he leads the league in home runs. Dude, he hit that like he and he was second in RBI. Like he hit that one ball off Bauer. Yeah, crushed it. Like, that's how just ungodly that swing Hopefully, before the Cubs play them, he slips and falls into an ice cold. I think you're going to start seeing uh, pitchers pitch around him now because he's hot. I would. Anyway, back to uh, what we were talking about. You know what? That is a perfect segue because next we're just going to get into how we're feeling about our teams. So go for it. How are you feeling about the Reds right now? uh, That's pretty positive. As a, a team as a whole, I still got some questions, but I'm right. fucking. <laughs> At least I'm have on, one bat in the lineup. I'm on Nick Castellanos. I made a tweet last night. It's like, can we just have him hit 
and just use ghost runners because like <laughs> he's fucking hot. I want to know how far that home run was. Dude. Well, they're showing that CBTS. He hit, yeah, it, off, he he smoked, hit it off the batter's eye. He smoked the top of the batter's eye. It's bat. a, which is over, close to the tundra, boys. It's definitely over four hundred. Yeah, he barely it's close to the it. tundra. You, yeah, you had to hit the sign though. Right, 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 dude, right. I'm right. thinking that it's like four forty, four fifty. He probably maybe. hit it. It was. It was I would say four thirty ish. It was deep. That <laughs> was a shot. Yeah, so Nick Castellanos, obviously a bright spot, but you know where where are you at? Because you said I said the Reds needed to be five hundred or above correct. after the Tiger series, correct? And two of those games, well, one of the games got canceled or postponed. Yep. The Cubs, the last game of the Cubs series, and it put them at four and five leaving. And then last night they go out and beat Cleveland, and now they're five and five. <laughs> So, so you're right there. Yeah, We're I there. See, I just need a tweet about Shane Bieber. It says, Shane Bieber's ERA just skyrocketed to 0. 0.61. <laughs> oh, no. Because <laughs> I think it's like the only yeah. he's gave up all year. <laughs> he, had a, he had a zero coming into the, yeah. this outing. That's hilarious. But, uh, you know, yeah, you're 5-5. Five and five. I was disappointed Friday night because the offense just didn't show up. It's not like they played bad. Correct. Uh, but the offense just sucked. And then we just started giving guys some work. And I think we ended up losing like seven to two, but it was just one of those shit games. But I think, you know, I'm not the type to make up excuses or anything, but I think that Thursday rain out kind of killed, you know, the momentum. Killed the vibe a little bit. Yeah. Because they're coming off of the Wednesday night win over the Cubs. And then I think they would have rode that momentum on Thursday with uh, who, who was supposed to pitch that night. Was it Castillo and Darvish? Yeah, yeah. It was supposed to be that. But I think that you know, you pull out a win there. You're riding, a, you're riding hot. You go into Detroit. You don't slip up Friday night. You come out of there with a sweep. But you know, they still they dropped one game. We're sitting at 500 right now, so it's. I've got some optimism. Well, I think you're in a good spot, right? Because it's what I mean. There's well, what's the central lining up? I mean, we're second in the central right now. Yeah, and the Cubs are because how well, far above? We're three games 500? behind the Cubs. Right now, okay. Yep, we're eight and two. They're five and five. And then you got like St. Louis. You can't really. I don't know what the fuck you're doing because they haven't played. Yeah, so. Milwaukee's. I mean, everybody else under five hundred. And Pittsburgh's two and nine. <laughs> yeah, hell so. yeah. Which and the Reds got a good stretch coming up. Like they play Milwaukee this weekend after this Cleveland series. They got three more with Cleveland and play Milwaukee. Then they got Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Kansas City. That's a nice stretch. That's, so like that's what we're doing right now. We got we just played Pittsburgh, playing Kansas City for St. Louis possibly this weekend. Like, there's no reason the Possibly. Reds should Possibly. not be looking four to five games above 500 after those. Yeah. So yeah, you're in a good spot. Yeah. There's still hope. You don't. You don't have to push. I don't have to push the button right no, now. No, don't push the button. I wouldn't push the button. Uh, Blake, you got fucking Sonny Gray out there throwing. Yeah, yeah. He Jesus. He looks hot. Blake, keep us on the high note. It's gonna sound well, crazy. Maybe. I don't know. Are you on a high note? Yeah, yeah. This is kind of the weirdest <laughs> thing for me to say. So. Coming into the year, I, there were so many question marks with the Cubs rotation. And then Jose Quintana goes down right before the season starts and cuts his finger doing the dishes. So I'm like, oh, shit, we're screwed. So we had to we had to put in Tyler Chatwood and Alec Mills towards the tail end of our rotation. Well, I'm literally – like it's weird to say, but I think I'm watching the greatest rotation in Cubs history right now. History? Yeah. They have a one Over carrying all those guys? Just by numbers. I'm okay. just going off numbers. So, after Alec Mills' seven-inning shutout last night, his performance lowered the Cubs' rotations ERA on the year to 1.95 through 10 games. Wow. Opponents' batting average is 
point one five six and six uh, sixty innings pitched versus Chicago staff. So that's the lowest batting average allowed by any team starting pitchers through ten games in the live ball era, which started in nineteen twenty. I mean, they're just mowing them down. Oh, they're ridiculously good. Yeah, the Cubs. I mean, I told Blake this today. I think they're the best team in the National League right now. Like as, right now, as yeah. of right now, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like obviously, I still think the Dodgers are the best team in the National League. But like, if I had to, you know, say who's the best team right now, definitely the Dodgers or the Cubs. Like I'm sure. stoked about eight and two. But I think I was texting Ethan this morning. I'm like, yeah, I count my chickens yet. I'm like, it's a good start, but you right. can tank just as quick as you get hot. Actually, faster, really. You go on a six-game skid. Next thing you know, they're eight and eight, looking average like five hundred. Yeah, I mean, it's just who knows. But last night, Chris Bryant finally hit his first home run of the year. So hopefully that'll well, get some I, things. I going. think that's your thing. Is like maybe the pitching levels out, but your offense is still going to be there. Right. Like you have nothing to worry about in that department. Yeah, because Chris Bryant, I mean, our so-called superstar, has been irrelevant most of the year. I think you're going to see. You know, the central come down to between, you know, if the Reds are continue doing what they're doing and the Cubs continue doing what they're doing, it's who the fuck's gonna figure out the bullpen and then that's yeah, gonna win right. that's gonna win the division. Well, and back to the old Quintana thing, there was talks about, you know, with him coming back. Some people are like, Do you even put him in the rotation? And me personally, I tweeted, I said, Fuck no. I was like, after the numbers our rotation's putting in, I don't care. I mean, for one, he's just Jose Quintana, and I'm saying that because he's never been a superstar in Chicago. He's like okay, he'll he'll eat innings for you. But even if he was a Scherzer type player, I would still have a hard time trying to put him in the uh, rotation. If your right rotation's now, doing what they're doing, when they're doing yeah. that, like I don't see anybody no in baseball right up. now that could make that rotation any better than it possibly is. You just don't fuck up chemistry. No, I mean it. And our, it's the age old quote, right? Yeah, it ain't broke. Don't exactly. And at that, you know, like I said, we need bullpen help. Quintana, sorry, bud, but. You're going to the pin. Like, we need arms. Hey, that's not a I, I bad don't disagree. role, though. No, it's not because he would be like, you know, we've talked about no. kind of like a swing man. To where yeah. You're going to have nights where, like, your, yeah, your starter's starter not going to. It's going to happen. He gets like, you're not going to. Second or third inning. You're not going to go out there and show, throw shutouts every night. Right. And, and here we, comes Quintana, a starter, basically. And we know with the Cubs Red Series, you know, one team might be up 8 nothing, knock the starter out by the second inning. You get some good innings out of your uh, relief pitcher, and you know you might be back in the, the game. The only thing you run into doing that is those guys are so schedule oriented; they're not used to you know you're not going to see them back to back nights, right? So that you take away from the availability almost when you put them in the pen. But other like, I can see that role working. Cause, yeah, because he's clearly he's not going to be an eighth inning guy. He's right. not a closer. But you still, you know, your starter gets high. His say even even he's having a good day and his pitches get high in the fifth inning and he only throws five. <laughs> you you still got to get through four more innings yep. of of the bullpen. So if he can come out and pitch the sixth and seventh and transition that into your yeah your setup man and then your closer. I mean, I think he could be a big part of the bullpen. We we need arms and until someone else proves me that they don't deserve to be in the rotation, the Cubs rotation should not change. I don't disagree, Taylor. Yes. We're riding high. Are you going to keep it going, or are you just going to tank? <laughs> what would I have to be happy about? Not I mean, much. Honestly. Well, you almost beat the Yankees. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Grandma Ball, she'd be Grandpa. So, I mean, <laughs> shit. Um, All the Red Sox did was make A-Rod fucking 
blow fucking oh, air and judge some more. Jesus. Jesus, dude. Him and Vasquez. Yeah, what, what was fuck? up with that? Hey, can I ask you a question? Yes. Is Aaron Judge the face of baseball? <laughs> Fuck no. Not with that face. <laughs> God. When I say get some dental work done, bud, then you might have a shot. Right. But, uh, yeah, we can hit that for a second because I actually had Yankees fans and Yankees Twitter, like, at Vaskersion and A-Rod, like, guys, like... Calm down on the home run calls. There. Yeah, do they even Yankees fans? Dude, were let, doing me, that. let me yeah. let me quote. A-Rod. That was weird. Let me quote a fucking A Rod quote from I think it was on Judge's second home run. He yells straight in the microphone and says, "Tiger Woods, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, Aaron Judge." Wow, <laughs> what? <laughs> That's the most ridiculous. We're shit We're comparing a I've lifetime two seventy three hitter who has only played one full season in his career to some of the all time greats in other sports. If that is not the most fucking a rod thing to do, I don't know what is. That is insanity. Yeah, at its finest. Right. Uh, but yeah, listen. Uh, I knew going into the Yankees series, it wasn't going to be pretty. Um, like I said, we got we got starting pitchers coming onto the mound who had never thrown starting games in their life some guys we don't know their names and that's not a joke i learned them this season <laughs> um but here uh you want some positivity let's hear it because i'll give you one august 31st is that the end of the season august 31st <laughs> is the only thing that i'm rooting for do you know why i want these teams to stay healthy why i want the cardinals to stop fucking up why i want teams like the marlins to stop fucking up because if this season goes until august 31st i'm gonna drill that into your heads august 31st the red sox luxury tax resets hey and we're fucking back because then we have some money because then we have (laughs) no opportunities to lose out like on players like mookie betts Hate that. Uh, but listen, it resets. Uh, we can go spend whatever money we want to spend. Um, and I think you see a bolster in in the roster. Um, now, a little, little... I'm not going to call it a little bird at all because this is not a rumor at all. But this is what the uh, starting rotation could look like for the 2021 Red Sox. Chris Sale, Eduardo Rodriguez, Nathan Eovaldi, Trevor Bauer. Hey, he could. Just putting it out there. Trevor, I just, I just, I'm just going to float that out there. Hey. You're going to make Ethan stroke out over there. <laughs> I, I I fully expect Trevor not to come back next year. But um, if he does, he's I'll be. pitching like this. But he's the only thing the only thing I say might not, we got his guy. That's true. We got the guy from Seattle where Trevor always goes and trains. He's in our staff now. Like, that's true. That's our – but, you know, if he leaves, I don't – I mean, whatever, dude. I mean, but he's – Point being, not to make it like a Trevor Just win the fucking World Series this year and we'll be okay. Is uh, the luxury tax. And we need that thing to reset because then we can go out and spend money. We can bolster this, this pitching problem we have. We got to get bullpen guys – we're missing starters due to injury and COVID-19, but we're also missing starters. You know, David Price is gone. Um, so we, we have to – Porcello's gone. We, we got to bolster that up. Yeah. Um, offensively and in, in the field, it's not looking that bad. Um, it, the defenses look pretty good. It, it's not it, – it's okay. Um, so it, we 
that luxury tax will reset. We'll get some pitching. We'll figure out the pitching. I, I think we're going to be just fine. I don't think this is a three, four year um, rebuild. I think it's a one to two year reload. So the Red Sox are known for tanking and winning the fucking World Series the next year. It, it's amazing. They go on like suck, suck, suck World Series, right. suck, suck World Series, suck World Series. <laughs> like it, it's it's really weird, but they've always done that. They understand that they gotta kind of unload guys. Not always. Well, eighty six years. <laughs> eighty six years. There was a drought there that people <laughs> might remember. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I guess that's kind of positive in in my light. But yeah. the other. Well, I will say August 31st is also the trade deadline. It could be a really sad day for uh, Boston Red Sox fans because you're going to have teams who are going to be in it, who are going to be wanting some pieces. Get any good bullpen arms. And they're yeah. going to come knocking on the Red Sox door for their for some of their players. I guarantee it. Like, yeah. Ben Attendee's not off the table. Right. Kevin Pilar's not off the table. J.D. Martinez is not off the table. Right. They're, they're going to listen to everything. Do, do, am I saying I want those guys gone? Hell no. I'm not saying that. Benny's probably my favorite Red Sox player. JD's definitely one of my favorite Red Sox players. Um, but listen, when you're in the situation you're in and you have to rebuild your uh, farm system and you understand that your luxury tax is going to reset and so you can do some things, anything's up in the air. So August 31, we, we got to keep playing baseball until August 31. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's that's where I'm at, man. Uh in the, in the baseball season right now, I'm literally – I just want to see defensively. I want to see the Red Sox play well, and I want to see their bats come alive and just be in games. If you can do that for me, if you can entertain me and, and create some offense, whatever. Let's ride. Cool. And that leads us into Turner's Trivia. Trivia. So – the Reds and Indians are playing their in-state rival this week. Yeah. yeah. They're the battle for the Ohio Cup. So it got me thinking. So Boston doesn't have, you know, like the in-state thing. In-state. So I kind of went Boston, uh, New York here. Mm-hmm. So I, we'll, do, uh, we'll do that one first. If you had to guess which team, let's just say this. There's been 2,275 meetings. This was, uh, yeah, updated. Who do you think leads in that series matchup, and do you think it's close, or do you think one team has won more game, a lot more games than the other? I'm fairly certain that the New York Yankees have it by a lot. No, I don't think it is. I think I remember seeing this. I think it's less than 100 games between the two. Is it less? No, yeah. wait. I think it's not very far off because it surprised me. Well, I've seen this before because I'm like, damn, I'm like, Yankees, you know, clearly are good in the postseason, but head to head, I don't think it's. You that. know what? I think I think it was like a, like a 2019 say? thing. What'd I you think say? I saw that 2000, how many games? 2,275. I'm going to say the Yankees lead it, but I'm going to say less than 100 games. Well, I'll st- I'll stick to my guns there, and I'll say Yankees have it by over a hundred, but I might be wrong there. The Yankees do lead the series, and they have it by almost two hundred games. Okay, Ooh. well, it's still okay. not like super. Fun. That's not one thousand two hundred nineteen to one thousand and twenty. 
and there's been 14, I guess, ties. Okay. So, I mean, that's really, that's pretty close. Here's actually. some trivia I thought for they, you guys. I thought they had it by a long shot, honestly. I don't know why, but. Here's trivia for you guys. Do you know which two teams have had the most head-to-head matchups in Major League Baseball? Yeah. Who? I think. it's Is it the Giants? Nope. Nope. It's Cubs and Pirates. Oh, okay. Well, definitely it was going to be, you know, like two of the the eight, right? The eight originals. Speaking, right. speaking of the Cubs, their in-state rival the Sacks. Be, be the Sacks. Only one hundred, only one hundred twenty-two meetings between the teams. Really, no. different, like different, different yeah, leagues. Yeah, because yeah, they do interleague play. Who do you think leads that series? Ah, you know what? Since you said it like that, it's probably the White Sox. You've made it sound like that, and I don't know, <laughs> so I'm going Cubs. How many? Would you say one hundred twenty-two meetings? And do you think it's a blowout, or do you think? No, I don't think it's a blowout. It's close. Seventy-fifty White Sox. Uh, would you say hundred? How many? 120. 120. So I said 70 50 White Sox. 22. What? 122 games. 120. 70 50 is 120. Okay, I'm going 70. Right, I'm, like, I'm going 70. <laughs> in general. I'm going 70 52. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what is it? I know you're going to tell me White Sox. White Sox lead the series 62 60. Damn. Damn. So you're Pretty like close. right damn near you. That's Eagles. crazy close. And then this one was mentioned because I'm watching it right now. But you got uh, Indians, Reds. I feel like these guys don't play a lot, obviously. They don't. You got no, the, the league. The league difference. So 113 meetings. Who leads the series? And do you think it's close or not close? I think it's close again, and I'm going Indians lead. How many games? 113. 63-50. Indians. Reds, 80-30. This was before last night's game, by the way. This okay. <laughs> You're not well, going to fucking believe this, but uh, it's... So, you lead by one game. It's 63-50 Indians. <laughs> oh, exactly <laughs> what fucking Renfro <laughs> said. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> That's insane. I'm buying a lottery ticket tonight. Out of babe. So I try to tie it into the you know the Reds Indians series going on right now. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's cool. Hell yeah. Well, without further ado, do we have anything for this weekend baseball? Yeah, probably my favorite brawl of all time happened. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I think you one. mentioned this already. Yeah, uh, August fourth, ninety three. Okay, twenty seven years ago today is the anniversary of Nolan Ryan's famous beatdown of Robin Ventura. So, the Rangers and the Chicago White Sox had exchanged words and beanballs over the course of several seasons, and things finally boiled over on August 4th, 1993. Nolan Ryan, pitching for the Rangers in his 27th and final Major League season at age 46, was a living legend. Ventura was a 26-year-old gold-glove third baseman for the White Sox. Ventura, batting fourth for Chicago, had singled to left in the first inning to drive in Joey Cora for the first run of the game. Ryan ended up plunking the left-handed Ventura on the right tricep with the first pitch the next time he came to bat. Ventura took a few steps towards first base before suddenly charging the mound. Ryan got Ventura in a headlock and delivered several shots to Ventura's head before the benches cleared, and basically they broke it up. Which, Nolan Ryan, I don't know if you've seen the video, but he got him in a headlock. and. Be- I've beat. only seen the picture. Dude, he beat the shit out of him. 
Like the old funny saying is that Robin Ventura is the only guy to get hit or to hit Nolan Ryan or what I'm trying to remember, I'm trying to word this right. Robin Ventura is the only one to hit Nolan Ryan or get hit by Nolan Ryan seven times in a row or something. there's like a fucking joke about it. <laughs> With a fist. Right. That that was the joke. So there's like a few crazy stats about it, so you guys should probably look this video up and watch it. I've seen it. Yeah. Well, not just you guys in general, but the listeners. Oh, the, listen, the, the yeah, bullpen. Um, Nolan Ryan wasn't even ejected from the game. Ventura and the White Sox manager got ejected, but Nolan Ryan really didn't do anything. There was really no evidence that he threw at him anyways. And out of, let's see, there was 800 pitching appearances prior to the Ventura game, and he didn't hit anybody. So Nolan Ryan wasn't known for throwing him. Right. He was just going to throw gas right past you. And then Nolan Ryan was 6'2", 212 pounds to Ventura's 6'1", 198. And he had a slight reach advantage. Well, I mean, history has it that, like, I mean, embarrassingly enough for Ventura, he kind of got dusted by a 40-year-old man, didn't he? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I mean, he was 20 years older than him, and he beat the shit out of him. And listen to who else was involved in this brawl once the bench is cleared. Tim Raines, Bo Jackson, Ozzie Guillen. Ralphio awesome. Palmero, Juan Gonzalez, and Pudge Rodriguez. Damn, so, names so many names. That's a that's a Hall of Fame lineup <laughs> yeah. in one big fucking brawl. So many names. The there. best, like the best part about it is like he hits him in the shoulder, like like the right shoulder ish area, and then like which is pretty common. Yeah. So then he just like nonchalantly like turns, sets his bat down, like stands there for a fucking second, not even making eye contact. They didn't even look at Nolan Ryan, and then all of a sudden just fucking takes off sprinting. And I'm like. If you took like those three seconds to like think about it, you probably should have just kept fucking walking right. to first base, bud. Yeah, and, and Ventura is the only batter that Ryan even hit that entire season. Yeah, like you just didn't throw at people. So he was having a bad day. Yeah. So Ventura <laughs> was just like, you know what? Fuck this old bastard. So it was a lose lose situation. Either a you're gonna go beat up an old man, or b you're gonna get your fucking ass beat by an old man. No, at the time, Nolan Ryan was actually seven years older than the manager of his ball club. Wow. Yeah. Shocking he was still out there. 27 years doing pitching, it. still throwing gas. It's insane. Yeah. Do we know what he was, like, actually throwing still, like, in his late career? No, but, I mean, it was definitely – it had to have been 90s. Yeah. All day. Yeah. To be competitive. I yeah, mean. I don't know. I mean, I think he drilled – Ventura with a fastball, but I mean, if you watch it, it really wasn't anything like. Yeah, hit him in the meat of the arm. Like he could have just brushed it off. Maybe had a bruise with right. first base. There's a lot more other reasons to be pissed off about, but yeah. Yeah, who knows, man? That's it's just funny. To, the The picture just always stands out to me. Oh, like, yeah, he's, he's got just, him in a headlock. Just in a headlock, just about to just and he is nail him. Shit out of luck. What? Hilarious. Oh, it's. <laughs> It's Ventura's the only hitter to get seven consecutive hits off Nolan Ryan. <laughs> that's, the, that's the joke. Well, uh, we got some we got some DMs. What we got? We some direct messages. Did they like nonchalantly stop by or just uh, they were like, "Sup?" Oh, so what? Like, and then like slid. And DMs. Oh, okay. It's one of those little slides. Just like, sup. Gotcha. Said yo. Sup. You up? I love the old you up text. Just kidding, I'm married. My wife doesn't do that to me. <laughs> so, I mean, slide. 
Solid DMs. My wife was like, you up? And I'm like, yeah, why? She's going to make me a sandwich. Bitch. <laughs> Stop using the dog. Have you seen that TikTok? <laughs> no. God. Hilarious. Slide and DM, bitch. He's safe. Let's go. And we got our man, Willie P, sliding in the DM this week. He's made a lot of appearances in the bullpen for us. Yeah. I say, he, he's uh, been coming in clutch. He's definitely he's the, he's the closer. <laughs> yeah, definitely the closer, is. and he is better than Craig Kimbrell. I can tell you that. He, he's established himself as the closer. You for know what sure. Kimbrell's problem is? Uh, yeah, he fucking sucks. No, he needs to fucking shave his fucking head again and grow the beard back out. Yeah, he's going with Did the whole soul beard? patch. He looks dude, like dude. He's got long. He looks like a fucking a surfer. He, he, does, he does not look like Craig Kimbrell. Oh, that's exactly what's wrong with him. Yeah, he needs the swagger back. I didn't know that. Yeah, he Man. looks. Yeah, yeah, you like. He's almost unrecognizable. That's crazy. Well, Willie, don't don't grow your hair out and do a soul patch, dude. Because then you'll suck. Let me, let me show you a picture. I gotta pull one up. And Willie says, "Here you go." Who is? Oh wow. Yeah, that doesn't look like Kimbrel, does it? No. <laughs> no, that is not. It looks like an old picture. Yeah. Like yeah. like when he was like young. But no. Wow. Uh, Willie, um, via Twitter. Who is your favorite baseball player, regardless of uh, position, era, stats, um, all that good stuff? Who do you like the best? Use whatever metrics you want. He says it's Votto for me for various reasons, especially personality and dedication to the sport. Uh, This one's tough because he does throw out regardless of, like, era. Right. Um, So that almost makes you want to go – you can almost like pick two, like Before a historical, right, and then like a current. I don't know how y'all want to do it, but I kind of had one in particular. I was gonna say it wasn't a current player either. I just have like one answer. I have a lot of like favorite, like not favorite players, but a lot of like players I like. But obviously, right. mine's the kid, Griffey. And I would just, say that's a lot of our generation's answer. Yeah, because he was the first dude to like. I think we've we've hit on it. Right, we've hit it many times. Um, just to play baseball like it's supposed to be played, just yeah. having fun. Yep. Taking that. what he did. Yeah. Is that yours? No. Mine's going to be somebody most people probably don't even know. Oh. Hall of Fame third baseman and radio announcer for the Cubs, Ron Sano. Hell yeah. So, Ron Sano, like, obviously played way before my lifetime. Like, he was a member of the 1969 Cubs, if that tells you anything. Right. But after his days of playing, which he loved the Cubs. You'll never find a human being on this earth, myself included, that loved the Chicago Cubs as much as Ron Sano did. After his playing days, he went on to become the radio announcer. So, my whole childhood, he was their announcer. So, like, hearing Ron Sano's voice, that was just, that was Cubs baseball to me. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's passed now, but he definitely my childhood had the most impression to me. So, without a doubt, Ron Sano. Hell yeah. Um, it's tough because, like, Griffey's so generational. Yeah. And he, he speaks to, like, a larger volume of, like, baseball youth in our time than, like, a lot of people did. And so I think a lot of people would say Griffey. Um, You're really trying not to say Babe Ruth, aren't you? Well, I'm not picking fake people. <laughs> <laughs> like, at least Griffey's a real person. Um, but, like, I just to not, like, go with the, the casual answer of Griffey, um, 
I would have to say David Ortiz. Yeah, I can um, see that. Just the way that dude, and not that he was like this. He came up through the Sox system, anyways. Like we signed him as a free agent, blah blah. blah. Um, Where'd Poppy play before Boston? Twins. Was it Twins or Indians? I think it was the Indians. I thought it was, it was Indians. Sorry, it's um. Manny was twins. Right? You tell me, Sox fan. <laughs> Regardless. Yes. Or Ortiz was Indians. The, yeah, um, but just having him embrace like the Boston culture and what it means to play for the Boston Red Sox and then be part of that first, you know, World Series winning team right. um in the way he just hit a grand slam in that world series yes it hit a grand slam and hit a, more grand slams uh in further we're, world series down the road i bet what really capped him off for you as far as being a part of boston when the worst boston tragedy ever as far as the boston bombing yep. and ortiz goes up and he's like this is our fucking city. this is our fucking dude like that and he didn't give a shit he's like i'm fucking saying this yep it, but yeah, it goes more than like his his home runs, his World Series performances. Yeah. It, it was how he embraced the city and how he like basically made like Boston his own. Yeah, and right. he he literally took that city over. You had the Patriots in David Ortiz's heyday, but that was Big Poppy's city. Oh fuck yeah! Like the Patriots were champions too, but it was Big Poppy, dude. It, it, that was his city. It was yep. the Red Sox city. Um, so just. I've always been, I've liked Poppy a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's hard not to like. I find that video of Pedroia, like talking about, oh my God. That's the funniest (laughs) thing I've ever seen. Yeah. Ethan is referring to um, an interview with Dustin Pedroia, longtime teammate of David Ortiz. Called him, what do you call him? Pee Wee? Pee Wee or Or like Petey. He didn't know. um, They called him Petey or Pee Wee a lot. And. David actually never knew who Dustin Pedroia was. Right. They said, get something about Dustin Pedroia. So he was, and he was, was like, who? They were, out, they were like, <laughs> somebody, came up, somebody came up to him and was like, hey, Dustin, what's going on? And then Ortiz heard him and he like turned around. He's like, what the fuck did he call you? Yeah, like, who, who, who's that? <laughs> he's like, uh, Dustin? He goes, well, why did he call you that? He goes, well, because that's my name. And he's like, <laughs> Big Poppy, I had no idea. He's like, no, I thought your name was Pee Wee or something like that. That's what he said. He's like, no. He's like, my name's Dustin. He goes, you know, I've only played like 2,000-something games with you. <laughs> right. They say it over the fucking, anna- like, the yeah, things. Dude. Like, now batting, Dustin Pedroia. And he's hey, like. He's, Big Pop huh. is a legend. Dude. That's that's hilarious. He's a legend. But yeah, I'd probably just go Big Poppy for my answer. Solid. It's respectable. Hell yeah. Well, uh. We got this game going on here, uh, Cleveland Cincinnati. How, how do you feel right now, Ethan? It's not well. Malley better get out of this inning. I can tell you that much. Yeah, that's not looking great. He got. He gave does up, have two outs. Lead off hit. Smoked a guy. Two strikeouts, and then hits Lindor in the foot. Carlos Santana is gonna hit a bomb here. Shut the fuck up. Yep. <laughs> Calling it. Give right here. I called, I called Brian. We'll give you. A, we'll night. give you a live, live thing here. May they come set. And here's the pitch. 1-0 pitch. Fucking nice. On the inside corner for a strike. He does it again. Santana's one, one. in right field. Santana's a stud. Oh, yeah. The guy can play. Not so much this year so far, but there's a lot of superstars that have not got their bats going. Guy can play. 
Well, while we're watching this and uh, potentially calling a home run call, Blake, you got any final thoughts? Yeah, Cubs are hot. I hope this, are. Con- hope this continues. And um, the one they go one. eight and two in the next ten games, I might start swing and a miss. I might start counting my chickens for a World Series or not World Series, but playoff appearance. But I don't know. I'm, At what level? What point? Maybe you don't have to give me a, like. Like an I said, if they, if they go sixteen and four in their first, you know, twenty first games, 20. I'll be, I'll be confident. I, I, I don't know how you could be at that be, point. I won't be hanging a World Series flag outside or nothing. But the W. Yeah. Well, I got the W. No, I, I fly that anyways. But yeah. Ethan, yeah. any final thoughts? Uh, I feel a little bit better this week than I did last week. Obviously, I didn't go off on a seven-minute rant this week, so that's a good news. Correct. Um, I hope they start sucking so we can have that next week. No. <laughs> I want to. I want to feel good, man. I'm tired of this stressful bullshit. Shit, I mean, we're eight and two, but it ain't been a fucking easy eight and two. Hey, so if so, dude, just let go. It's so much easier. Just let go. It's hard. I mean, I, I did miss. <laughs> the I will let go though. in a bottle of whiskey, probably. Right. Taylor. Um, Final August thirty first, baby. <laughs> uh, that's that's the season. Looking forward to the bank account opening up. Yep, uh, we need that bank account come back open. We need Heim Bloom to work his um, Tampa Bay Ray magic that he did to build one of the best teams in the L East. Um, so August 31st, you know, really looking forward to that. I hope the offense, you know, keeps cooking. I'd love to see X-Man do well. Uh, love to see Christian Moonman Vasquez do well. You know, the offense looking good, but uh, the fact of the matter is we, we can't pitch. So um, it's going to be a long season, but if they can entertain me with some bombs and some offense, we get to this August 31st deadline. We set reset that luxury tax let's go you know red Sox are back baby i feel you three two count turner oh yeah let's finish this one we're gonna finish the bat full count here he can what are you looking for you just threw a curveball in the dirt well you don't want to load him up so I'm you gotta a, challenge him, a right? fastball up and in give him a meatball you gotta challenge him because you don't want to load him fastball up and in who's behind the plate casali or uh tucker it's tucker today okay Maley comes set. It's Mally. Is it Mally? Mally. I like Mally better. It's going down away, it looks like. And the pitch. Oh, and no. Popped him up. Well, and he doesn't I, was, have enough. I was only like 20 feet short. And of he does not over. have enough. Hey, you got out of the inning, baby. That's all we needed. So until next time, 643 Podcast out. Jerry Jones. I think that temperature drops. Why? Uh, I got the sniffs. Honestly, that. Temp- or you got that Rona, bro. Like most people, like when the first sign of. <laughs> I, ain't, cool. I ain't running the temperature. I'm not shitting my guts up and uh, haven't been coughing. So okay. The first sign of cool weather. Well, if we get it, then it's all like, your fault. Everybody's like, "Fuck yeah, fault me, dude." I still remember how shitty this last winter was. I'm not ready for it. I need at least two more months of fucking miserable. Heat. Well, you know where Ethan and I stand. We've been on Facebook arguments about this. Many times. On what? Me and you going at people 
for f- the fall versus summer? Oh, fucking fall all day. Yeah, well, fall's fall the best day. season, but <laughs> I'm just not ready for it yet. Give me all that shit. It's still boating. Yeah. I just got a boat. Give me fucking. I just got a boat. It's boating season. I'm taking it out this weekend. You got a boat? Yeah. Oh. Me and my dad and my brother all went in and bought a tritune. Shit, didn't know that. 225 nice. horse. You know the worst thing about shit. buying a boat? Yeah. Buying a boat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got the. All when, three of us went in on When fall rolls around, give me all the fucking pumpkin spice you can get. Yup. 